This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, isn't it about time your printer got smart too? Now printing is smart with HP+. And the HP Smart app is how it all happens. You can print from your phone with just a tap, no matter where you are. Even from your garage slash home office slash yoga studio. Huh, that is smart. HP+. Learn more about smart printing at hp.com smart. Hi, this is Mary Payne Gilbert, and this is my podcast, Payne and the Pod. Today, I'm so excited to chat with Troy Turner of the Taste of Reality podcast. On his podcast, Troy discusses the who, what, and where from reality TV shows, and he interviews stars and fans of reality TV, and he has special guests such as his feisty 80-year-old mother, Prissy. Troy is super funny, and he's not afraid to get down and dirty with all the gossip and the pop culture things going on in the world. This is a great podcast to listen to if you're interested in reality TV and pop culture, which of course you know I am. Troy started off his career as the co-founder of the Taste of Reality website, where his team gives recommendations of places to check out from your favorite shows. This is a really cool thing if you're a fan of just, for example, The Real Housewives of Dallas. You could go to Dallas and find out how to go to the Roundup. Now, what you do there is up to you. Troy, welcome to the show. Mary Payne. Uh, wow, what an intro. I feel so legit. <laughs> you are so legit. You have such a great radio voice, by the way. I, I appreciate that. And I actually um, have heard that uh, since I started doing the podcast. And it's funny because when I was growing up, I really had this crazy high-pitched voice. <laughs> you never would have thought I would have gone into radio or podcasts. <laughs> no, I totally wouldn't. I'd like to hear some old uh, home video from that. <laughs> I would rather you not. <laughs> <laughs> We have a mutual friend in Aaron Martin, so I kind of feel like you and I are already friends, even though we don't necessarily know each other. Yes. Um, but tell my listeners about how all this started. S- explain about the Taste of Reality website and then how it morphed into a podcast. Okay, so my story actually goes way back. I actually had an interest in radio when I was much younger, and coincidentally, that inspiration came from watching reality TV. So when I was 13, uh, a little show called The Real World was in Seattle. Um, it was on MTV. And that, for me, was the first show that I ever got really into, the first reality show. And they happened to work at a radio station while they were all living at the house. And so from that point on, I just always found the idea of working at a station or doing a podcast appealing. Uh, so... But I was never quite sure how I would parlay that innate affinity into something tangible, right? But after my friend and I launched tasteofreality.com, which is a website where fans can find locations, uh, gossip, fashion from their favorite shows, um, and we started growing the site, you know, launching a podcast just seemed like the next natural step. So that's how it happened. And actually, I had a lot of apprehension at first, mostly because I had and actually I still have a serious case of imposter syndrome. Like, (laughs) you know, there are just so many people out there doing reality TV and pop culture stuff who are just really fantastic at what they do. Aaron is a great example. Danny Pellegrino is a great example. But my business partner, who I started the site with, Dana, she was really pushing me, and I believed that it would add another dimension to the website that we were lacking. And so here we are. 
voila. It's a, and it's a nice little compliment to our little hub for all things reality TV. It does seem like a natural progression because there are a lot of people out there that do it, but you actually have all the expertise sort of to back it up, you know? I, it's funny that you say that. I, I look at it like I most days I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so even just to be here, like I said, is such an honor because it kind of makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Um, the podcast is really, I look at it as just one part of a much bigger machine. So I might be coming at it from a different place than other podcasters. I don't even really consider myself to be a podcaster, you know? Yeah, because it's just... Uh, uh maybe one tenth of what you actually do because the website and all that is such, it is such a big machine. It really is. I mean, there's so much to it. Like I said, we started out tracking locations um, to help fans find that restaurant that they saw that girl get her weave ripped out at, you know, or (laughs) um, to find ideas for places to go when they're visiting New York or Atlanta or Europe or it's the database is really big. And then we added a gossip section Um, And we have a team of fabulous writers who, you know, they keep their thumb on top of all of the latest gossip and things. And we've got people tracking fashion, like I mentioned. Um, And so, yeah, we added the podcast and we also just added a store. So now we have lots of reality TV swag and gifts and gear that people can get their hands on. How many people are working at Taste of Reality? Oh, that's a good question. So it's myself and Dana, who are the original founders. And... We have a regular staff of writers. I think we're right at six or seven. Um, so that is, we're around 10 people. Wow. It's all for, for all of us, it's part time and it's more of a passion project. You know, we, um, we all do things outside of the website. This isn't our main hustle. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned um, Real World Seattle. That was the one with Irene where she slapped the, <laughs> the guy. Slap- right? heard around the world that she she got slapped she yes. got slapped and she had lyme disease so she was pre right. yolanda with the lyme disease yeah she was the og lyme disease <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so uh i breezed over your list for real housewives of potomac you know which is here where we are in dc right it's not really potomac as you know um right. and i work in the building with chris at myron mixon's that's um oh, yeah that is candace's now husband Yes, and I actually interviewed her. He um, he is the nicest guy, and actually, I saw him yesterday, and I was telling him sort of about your website, and he goes, "Well, I don't understand. Do they, I mean, they have to have so many people on staff to you have to stop and start every single episode and figure out where they were." I was like, "Yeah," I go, and you could go on there and look up like Millionaire Matchmaker, or I go, you know, just like shows from forever ago. It's there. It's all like a big history. He was like, oh, wow. Well, I guess, you know, we're mentioned on there. I said, yeah, you're mentioned on there. And of course, Oz, which uh, I would recommend Myron Mixon's over Oz any day. Um, I eat at Myron <laughs> Mixon's a lot because it's in my yes. building. And I have went to Oz for my 50th birthday. Um, not it's not highly recommended. <laughs> I haven't heard great things. No. Yeah, n- but no. I have heard I have heard good things about Myron Mixon. Yeah, the website's really comprehensive. So the database goes all the way back to a show that I love called Laguna Beach and we've documented Laguna Beach, the hills, the simple life, um the classics as I refer to them. Um all the way up to today's shows, Housewives, Kardashians, Love and Hip Hop, Married to Medicine, I mean Southern Charm, you name it. Wow. That's a, that's yeah. a lot, even to watch one show. Yeah, there were 
it was two years of building the database. Um, so she and I, Dana and I were sitting in front of the TV, like stop, play, stop, play, you know, pause, play and getting, grabbing all of these, uh, locations. So, well, so that brings you back to the podcast. I have a question. So you have had some big reality stars on, like you said, you've had Candace from here. I know you've had Leanne, you've had Deandra. So you've had some pretty big ones on. So how does that come about? And do you feel bad if you haven't been complimentary to them in the past and you have them on your podcast? No, I don't. I, (laughs) I make no apologies for anything that I say. And I certainly, um, take after my mom in that way, because I actually worry more about what she says on my podcast. She's a regular guest. You mentioned her name is Prissy. She is a sassy Southern lady at the ripe old age of 80. (laughs) And um, I have to censor half of what she says, to be honest. (laughs) So I definitely take after her. Yeah, I make no apologies for what I have to say, mostly because I'm just speaking what I believe, you know, to be true or what my perspective is after watching a show. And they're welcome to change my mind. That's kind of my position. Uh, and I, I welcome them. I would welcome anyone who I've talked shit about to come and uh, do the same for me on my show, you know? So um, that's kind of where I'm coming at. Well, you mentioned your mom, Prissy. And so, yes. okay, where, because I'm from Mississippi originally. Where are you guys from originally? We are originally from Georgia, but my mom lives in Texas. Okay. Yeah, she's retired. Well, I would hope so. She's 80. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm from the, you know, I'm from the Deep South. And she reminds me so much of a lot of these older Southern women who, as they age, in the words of Mama D, they don't give a dog's rip. That's right. She's hilarious. And so from your last episode, here's what I want to know. You need to expose your mother. How many times has she been married? Oh, gosh. I, she would kill me if I mentioned. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll put it this way. She has been married to my dad twice. I'll just put it that way. Okay. She she was married to my dad and they divorced <laughs> and they may or may not have married other people. Uh-huh. And then they ended up remarrying each other. So oh. I'll just I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Why does she hate the Real Housewives of Dallas so much? She seems to hate all of them. She really likes Deandra actually, which Deandra is very likable, yes, you know, yes. I think for a lot of people. Um I think I think Dallas is just delivering, to be honest. Like, I think all of those women play the villains so well. And um, it just gives her, my mom, a lot of opportunity to dislike <laughs> a lot of them, you know? So I think, I don't think she dislikes them any more than she dislikes Orange County. I think they just give her more opportunity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was so funny when you were asking her. And she's like, no. She's like a slut. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh, she she's just one of these older ladies who just my mom is guilty of this sometimes just blurts things out. And you're like, wait, you can't say that. Oh, that's where I do the most editing is me saying you can't say that. (laughs) And her going, well, why not? (laughs) That was so funny when you told her, hey, mom, did you know that for uh, for my birthday, you gave me Botox? She's like, great. Your face is not even going to move. (laughs) she's no stranger to it herself trust me um (laughs) so the other funny thing i think that's so great about her is being 80 and being a little bit technologically challenged (laughs) is and i just leave this stuff in by the way is (laughs) there's actually a whole episode the first 15 minutes is 
me trying to get her audio correct. And I just thought it was so hilarious that I left it in the podcast. I think it was episode six or something like that, where she's just struggling with her phone or her computer. And it was just hilarity ensues, you know, when this woman is, you know, faced with something digital. So I'm impressed that your mom could even you know, call in or figure out how to do Skype audio or however you did it. When I was telling my mom, you know, I've told her about the podcast and she'll probably be listening to this. And, you know, she's trying to be supportive, but she doesn't quite understand what a podcast is. And the other day she sent me a text and said, I'm just trying to figure out how to make it. People just seem to be talking so fast and I don't (laughs) understand. I'm like, mom, I think you probably have it on two times speed. And she's like, oh, well, that was thinking, gosh, everybody sounds like they're talking so much faster. It's like, oh, my gosh, mom. Okay. That's hilarious. It, it just gives me such joy, you know, and it just makes me laugh. Like we really spent an hour on the phone together before that episode. Actually, the night before we spent an hour, it may have been two hours trying to fix her Amazon password, her iTunes password, (laughs) her computer password, her phone that she was locked out of. And not only that, but because she had had so many attempts with all of these things, her credit card had been flagged, you know, and stopped. So it was just, it was like whack-a-mole. You know, we were trying to like put out one thing after another. (laughs) It takes a lot to get prissy on the podcast. That's right. But it's worth it. So go listen. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Now, I understand. um, Well, let me go back. Okay. I was going to ask you that just popped into my head. Speaking of your podcast guest. Okay. The funniest thing I've ever heard is you had on Sheena's fake baby from Vanderpump Rules, (laughs) Madison Marie Parks Valletta. I I tend to get experimental with the podcast. (laughs) Who voiced the unborn baby of Sheena Marie? What are you talking? That was Madison Marie Parks Valletta in the flesh. What are you talking about? She was she was calling from the um, womb. Yes, she was calling from the womb. It's a new service that they have at um, Babies R Us. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I that was all me. I had like woke up one day and I was like, it was in the height of the talk about Madison Marie Parks Valletta, and I was like, if there was one person who I would love to interview. It would be Madison Marie Parks Valletta. How hilarious would that be? So I wrote out this script and we had a whole um, a whole conversation, she and I. Also, around that time, somebody had done a Madison Marie Parks Valletta Wikipedia page and an Instagram page, which still exists. And I follow because it's hilarious. <laughs> the, the episode is really funny. Um, I just was being sort of experimental, and it was the shortest episode that I ever did. I think it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes, and um, it took the most time to edit, so never again. (laughs) Well, that was really funny, and that Instagram is still up and still hilarious. I would love to know who does that Instagram account. Oh, me too. Um, Okay, so I understand from our mutual friend, Aaron, that you're jumping on the 90-day fiancé train. Oh, yeah, I had to. Okay. I mean, is this your first season to watch it or have you been watching it for a couple of seasons? No. So I had another podcaster friend, Jody Huff, uh, recommend the show to me uh, last summer. And uh, she said, you got to watch it. And she gave me a handful of episodes that I needed to go cram because I was really far behind. And there have been a few seasons now. Oh, like 10. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I was like, you you get. It's daunting sometimes whenever you hear about a hit show and you're just so 
behind on it. It almost seems like why even try? So she assigned some episodes to me and then I invited her on my podcast and she basically gave me a lesson and we recapped all of the most, I guess, significant episodes in 90 day history. So, um, so that was a lot of fun and what a train wreck it is. And then of course, Erin was recently on my podcast and I mean, she and I just have such a good time and we recapped everything from up until now in this most uh, current season of 90 day fiance. So I started with before the 90 days. That's really the one where I had the most experience. And then I've watched all of this season. Are you watching it? Um, yes. And also you and I can both blame Erin. I started <laughs> watching it because I started listening to her podcast and then I was in her Facebook group and people were constantly talking about it. And I was very resistant. I was like, I cannot add another reality show to my list. There's 106 seasons of this thing. I'm not doing it. But the more pressure I got, and then I started listening to Kate Casey was talking about it, and then Heather McDonald was talking about it. So really, right. I didn't want to be left out on my po- the podcast that I love talking about it. I didn't want to be left out. So now I've watched every single season Stop. of every single iteration Yes, I have. I've watched before the 90 days, after the 90 days, the 90. I, I can't even tell you. I don't even know what they're called. I just know the couples. And sometimes Aaron will say, oh, no, they were on 90 days, you know, happily ever after. I'm like, I don't know what show they're on. <laughs> I watch so much of it. So I was wondering if you're going to include 90 Day Fiance on your Taste of Reality website. There's so many. Um, so, right. Because we do we do track all of the locations. But only a particular type of show really showcases places that people really actually want to go. And it usually it's um, shows like housewives or the Hills or the Kardashians. Cause they're, they're going to places that people actually want to visit. But on 90 day fiance, I kind of, I guess my feeling is like who wants to know where the Piggly Wiggly is in Baraboo, Wisconsin, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know that we're going to add it to our database of locations, maybe, but we do have a phenomenal writer. Her name is Ashley Hoover Baker. She's hilarious. And she writes, uh, she stays on top of the gossip. And so we do put out an article every day that's kind of a, a roundup of the hottest gossip around 90 Day Fiance. Okay, well, maybe she could wear you down because, you know, um, in Morocco, as in Nicole are opening up a makeup shop that doesn't exist. So you could (laughs) tag or you could tag the, you know, Filipino beach where um, Hazel and Tark (laughs) got engaged with that rap. Mary, I think maybe I need to Mary Payne. Excuse (laughs) me. I think I need to hire you to give me all of these locations because... (laughs) <laughs> well, you could find one of the many restaurants in New York or Amsterdam that Jesse and Darcy had to fight in and stormed out of. Oh, my gosh. You're changing my tune now. See? See, I am not as familiar with these episodes. I missed almost the entire uh, Jesse and Darcy situation. So apparently I've got to go back. Well, you're going to have to just buckle down like I did and do, I guess I do so. it. Oh, man, I'm going to have to find the time. So one of the most famous places that I imagine people want to talk about about Real Housewives of New Jersey has got to be rails, right? They're there every week. Uh, people have been chatting about it. And I got to be honest with you, I haven't tuned into New Jersey yet. I have made Ever? a consorted... No, I, I have tuned into Jersey. I'm just talking about this season. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I know the place that you're discussing. And actually, my business partner and I ate there. We I was living in New York at the time, and she flew in from Los Angeles 
And we did a whole Housewives of Jersey tour of locations that were on the show. And we actually ate at that place. How was it? I, I'm basic, I guess. Why? <laughs> oh, because, you know, Amy Phillips talks about it all the time on her show. And the owner of it one time called into her show and also sent her baby a gift, like a Rails onesie. Oh, well, I need to get in touch with them then. I know. Because, yeah, no. We, yeah, we went. I, I, I don't remember it being anything special, like no offense to the restaurant, you know, but we had a, you know, a little meal. <laughs> um, is there one place that people ask you about the most? Oh, God. I'm going to guess. Um, I'm going to, I have a guess, but I want to hear what you say. People are really interested in finding out where the Real Housewives of New York go. And I think a lot of people, you know, vacation in New York or they visit on a regular basis. Um, it's a destination. So a lot of people are curious about just little places that they hang out or they go shopping. So there's not really one place in particular. Um, I, what, what did you have in mind? What were you going to guess? Well, I was going to say it has to be the Regency. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously the Regency. Um, um, I, but I have seen Tom at the Regency. Have you really? I have. I'll send you a picture. I can't <laughs> believe that. Did Anything mischievous he was up to? Well, this is, I'll make, this is a long story, so I'll make it extremely short. He, I guess, got kind of catfished by somebody on Tinder or something where wow. there was this whole thing where he met this girl, you know, that he met on Tinder at the Regency. And then she went and posted somewhere about it on a Facebook group or something like all the details of the date. No But we way. were there that night. I met up with a girl that I know there and she texted me before I got there I hope you're on your way because Tom is here I was like you are kidding and we got there there he was he was talking to this girl and eventually she left and eventually he left not together and then come to find out later that girl had written this like guess what happened like I got him to go out with me and then wrote all about it on some website that is incredible. I mean, that's a that's that should be a TV show. It's just catfishing reality <laughs> stars, right? On Tinder. Yeah. Like, you know, Sonia would be on there. Tom, obviously. Luann's on there. That's a great idea. Oh. I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh. Do you know, sidebar, my daughter told me yesterday, somebody she knows is a boy, 17 years old. She said, yeah, he's on Tinder. I was like, wait, is that legal? Are you supposed to do that? I guess it depends on what state you're in. Maybe in Mississippi. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm in Virginia. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know about Virginia. I'm probably not Virginia. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was okay. Listen, you're from Georgia, so you know. <laughs> well, it probably is. It's definitely legal there, and I bet you there are younger people on Tinder. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Okay, I asked you when I was first talking to you. I don't think we were on mic yet. That if your ears were burning, because earlier today I was talking to Aaron Martin. And we were mentioning you, but I was also wondering, I talked to Danny Pellegrino a few weeks ago, and at the end, um, which I'm going to ask you here in a minute, I asked him all about his favorite podcasters, favorite podcasters, and he said, I hope you know about Troy Turner. Oh, he's on my list. That's funny. <laughs> he's great. He's fantastic. And we hosted an event. That's another thing that we've um, been sort of trying to get into is hosting events. Taste of Reality has been sponsoring events. And Danny and I teamed up on one. We took 20 people to the OC Ropes course this summer, followed by uh, dinner and drinks at The Quiet Woman. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And so that's how he and I got connected. Okay, I heard about that. That is where the new housewives came in and Shannon was really rude, right? 
Yeah, uh, Emily and Gina showed up. They were amazing. I mean, they sat with us for two hours and just chatted and were super down to earth. And then Shannon stormed in and <laughs> spoiled the mood a little bit. <laughs> that makes me sad because I, I relate with Shannon a lot and I like her. And I heard that from, I think Danny has talked about it. I think you've talked about it. Yeah. And then I heard from people that were there who posted, you know, maybe on Aaron or Kate Casey's Facebook page about right. it. And it made me really sad. Yeah, it's old news now, you know, but she definitely changed a lot of people's uh, <laughs> hearts that night oh. uh, who were fans and then were not fans. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, so speaking to Danny Pellegrino, I know you're going to say him, but tell me uh, what podcast you listen to. Yes, I, outside from reality TV, I am equally interested in politics. And so there is a podcast called Dumb Gay Politics. That stars Julie Goldman, and it's awful. I can't remember her partner's name who's on there. Brandy Howard. Um, but Brandy Howard, yeah. you know it. Yeah. So I first saw Julie um, at a stand-up comedy event at the Improv, which is just a, a venue here in Los Angeles called Gays R Us. It's a monthly event. It's fantastic. And um, nobody has ever made me laugh so hard. I mean, I was buckled over chuckling. So I've just continued to follow her. So when she started this dumb gay politics uh, show, I had to tune in. It's just her interesting perspective. And she's such a character. So that's really great. And it's just I love comedy and politics both. So it's perfect for me. Um, Aaron Martin is one that I regularly tune into. Uh, she just has this amazing laugh. And she's so sharp. Uh, and she's got great guests and just like a a funny perspective on everything. Um, Danny Pellegrino, obviously, um, he's so hilarious. And I think I admire people like Danny and Aaron because they're very different from me. We're, we're in this sort of reality TV pop culture genre, but they're just so quick on their feet. And I don't look at myself that way. I, I feel like I'm more like the Larry King <laughs> of, our, <laughs> of our genre. Like I'm a good interviewer, but they're just so they can just turn around a joke on the spot and I'm, I, I find I'm jealous of them and their abilities. So I really, I tune into them and I try and learn. Um, Cause I'm just an admirer. Kate Casey, I'm a fan of, I think she has this interesting scientific approach to uh, reality TV and the stars. So those are the ones I tune into the most. I, I agree with all those. I love dumb gay politics. I think that, you know, it always starts out hilarious and then actually you do learn something from it, even though they're so funny the whole time. Yes. And well, and with the, the state of politics in this country right now, you've got to be able to laugh, you know? Absolutely. And, um, and it's an interesting time because Julie is obviously having been on the people's couch and things like that. And being in this reality TV peripheral, um, it's an interesting time to tune into a show like that because our president is a reality star, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's very in the moment. And I like that about it. I was thinking, um, a couple of nights ago when Vanderpump rules aired, I was thinking, God, you know, I wish I had Brady and Julie to do that Vanderpump rules after show that they used to do. Do you remember that? I never, no, I, I never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was really good because they're not afraid to give them a bunch of shit. You know, they're not, yeah. you're not afraid to just give it to them, especially like make fun of Jack's like right to his face. It was really clever. And again, you have to be kind of quick in that kind of situation. Yes. I like the commentary around Vanderpump Rules more than I like 
actual Vanderpump rules. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny because that I am like ride or die day one Vanderpump rules. I love Stasi. I love the whole thing. I just can't get behind it. I think I was I miss how sexy Laguna Beach and the Hills were. And I feel like Vanderpump Rules is the Walmart version of those shows. Like, <laughs> when did we become fascinated with a, the wait staff? <laughs> I just, I can't, I don't understand it. <laughs> okay, listen, you have a point, but you can't, but you can't change my mind. I, I get it. Okay. So t- tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and your podcast and the website and where to follow you on social media and all those good things. Sure. So the website is tasteofreality.com. Um, you can find all of the locations, gossip, fashion, and our podcast is also all over the website. So you'll be able to find it there. We're on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. We also have our store. Just go to the tasteofreality.com uh, homepage there's a little icon at the top right. It says store. There's a lot of really cool fan art from this uh, incredible artist named Liz Brittany, who does these intricate interpretations of housewives moments like mention it all. And uh, I made it nice. We also have a ton of 90 day fiance gear, like an Angela tote bag, uh, my boo hole, a suelo pillow. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. There's just so much good stuff in there. And then, uh, of course, you can just find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's taste of underscore reality. That's great, Troy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking your time and chatting with me. And I'm going to tell my listeners that Troy has a great podcast and a great website. And you should check it out. No, well, thank you. I, like I said, I feel honored to be here. I love what you're doing, by the way. This concept of doing a podcast on podcast. I mean, it's so meta, <laughs> you know, and... It's perfect. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's like one big circle, right? Like I talk to you and then you talk to me and then you promote me and then I promote you and then everybody listens to you and everybody listens to me. That's the idea. Hopefully it plays out that way. I hope so too. That's the plan. <laughs> Unless we've made someone mad along the way. Oh, no, no. And don't make Prissy mad, whatever you do. That's right. She's the last one you want. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank okay, you. Okay, thanks.